everybody, Coach John Daly here back again. Today's date, July 16th, 2020. Uh, right now, that means it's a Wednesday. Right now, I'm not quite sure what day this is going to come out on, but it'll be coming out soon. Uh, I am sitting here in my house, and I'm watching my guest on the other end of the screen here, the other end of my line, Tom Milotakis in the house, in his house. And we uh, touched base uh, off and on here over the last uh, few months, and finally I just reached out and said, you know what, Tom? You know, I apologize for putting this off for so long, but I got to get you back on the podcast. It was way back, um, August 7th of 2018, that you, me, and Dr. Jeff Lipp sat down with some coffee and talked about, I believe it was Ogmandino's Spellbinder's Gift. We were talking about some good book stuff there, but I'm glad to have you back on. How the heck are you, and what have you been doing with your time? How has life been changed for you? I'm doing great. Thanks for asking me back on. Had a great time with with uh, you and Dr. Lip back. It's hard to believe it's been in two years. Isn't that crazy? Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, just kind of muddling through. It's been interesting. You know, I know watching my wife try to teach online, and um, I've been kind of out of work because as a para, you know, they not essential. So I've been collecting unemployment for a little while. But gotcha. Um, still keeping myself busy, still trying to uh, do what I think I, I, I do pretty well, and it's try to, you know, serve others and, and uh, keep a positive attitude and, and, you know, be a glass half full type of person. Awesome. You know, even through all that. So, yeah, we need, we need people like you around, my friend. Uh, take us back a little bit as far as just to refresh everybody, because it was back on, I think, show 189, and, and here it is almost 430 shows. Wow. Um, take us back to where you grew up. I see a big uh, Notre Dame emblem. Oh, yeah, type sorry. Thing over there. That, that yeah, thing that was... is just loaded with medals. You could barely make it out with all the medals on that <laughs> thing. Um, uh, I'm sure that's part of your story. Yeah, I mean, I went to Notre Dame High School, graduated in, in 1982. Um, had some success there athletically, academically as well. Good. Um, enjoyed my time. Um, Ironically, my father being a Catholic Central grad like Hired yourself, um, I had a choice. I, you know, and the, it came down to that was the year Catholic Central moved from Outer Drive six five six five Outer Drive. Funny how I know that address. Yep. <laughs> um, to uh, out to uh, Breakfast Drive. Yes. So that that commute did not appeal to me as much as you know being a little too long. So if CC would have stayed on Outer Drive, I probably would have been a CC. Oh grad. wow! The, the the winds of change and the timing of everything. Look at that. Yeah, that's yeah, amazing. It, it's it's kind of funny. Um, and you know, needless to say, when um, we uh, we ran across Catholic Central, obviously, whether it was football, wrestling, not so much track. Dad, right. dad, dad was a baseball guy, but with wrestling. Uh, or football, especially, you'd see him. He'd bring he'd bring out the old letter sweater. Suddenly become the uh, centerpiece for dinner that week. Uh, I would have loved to have seen that. Any any pictures of you two together with the uh, with the different Letterman's jackets on? Um, no, actually, no, I don't. I kind of wish I did. Yeah. Um, one of the neat things I was able to do, you know, after I came back and started coaching and working in education, was I was at Notre Dame and. Um, ran into Tom Mack and worked with him at an all-star game. Mm. I was actually at Frazier at the time when I ran into him again. And um, he, you know, talked to him and 
you know, again, stories being stories, parents and, and, and how good we were and whatever. He had, he had the films from the 1950s, still the, the game films. And so oh it worked, uh, worked on getting, uh, making videotape copies of those. Oh. And uh, my brother, who also coached for a long time and was up and coached at Michigan Tech, uh, we came down and, and, and had a little coaching video with him. And it was, it was kind of funny. It was, it was a lot of fun. Watching game film, critiquing a little bit. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, some of the, you know, playing, you know, the uh, playing Boys Town and Briggs Stadium, oh, Tiger yeah. Stadium at the time, you know, now or now, now the park at the corner. Right. Um, just playing games there and watching that. And it was, it was a lot of fun. Oh, that's fantastic. Great memories, I'm sure. Lots of laughs, a lot of needling each other oh, and yeah. just oh, yeah. good stuff. That's awesome. So when uh, when you were going to Notre Dame, were did you know you wanted to get into coaching, into education, into serving people on that level? At, at that time, no. Actually, I was, you know, when I when I was graduating and, and was being um, looking for colleges, I ended up at the University of Pennsylvania for three years. Are they the Quakers? Um, yep. Okay. Wow. I, was, I, was like, I went from being Irish to being Quaker. Right. Slight change. <laughs> um, That's great. Um, the uh, I, I wanted. I thought I was going to be the next great businessman in the country. So I was. In, I was actually accepted into Wharton, and oh um, then kind of found out how I, that lesson for me, that experience there, which I enjoy, uh, enjoyed, um, was that I you know, wasn't, I found out how sheltered I really was mm. as a, as a person and how cared for I was by, by the, the, the community I had, you know, was surrounded with, the, you know, the parents, the, ex, you know, the clan, the extended family, uh, friends and parents of friends that have made over, you know, that young part of my life and how sheltered and cared for I was because reality came in and, in competition came in and, and, and found out I wasn't quite as good as I thought I was. Mm. Wow. Um, so a lot of difference makers then obviously in your tribe yes. of both yes. high school and uh, college at Penn. Um, is there a couple, is there one or two that stand out that definitely something they said, something that they, um, they did for you, or maybe, uh, maybe it was a, a misunderstanding quote unquote that you got in, uh, and they helped you out. Was there somebody that really kind of uh, you could look back and say, "Oh my God, without them, where where would I be?" You know, one one of the, I, it, and it, it's kind of come full circle because one of the things I've done in this pandemic is I've actually finished the thesis mm. on in, in in American history that I was working on. Um, so I got that out of the way. Nice. Um, but it was a history teacher. It was my, it was my American history teacher at, uh, at Notre Dame, um, a gentleman by the name of Hal Rice, and uh, was just one of the kindest, gentlest, wisest people I had ever, still to this day, I've ever met. Um, had always gave great advice, was positive, was uh, encouraging. Um, and I, the, the, thing, the thing that struck me as I reflect is he allowed me to, to make mistakes mm. yet had a safety net there for me to, mm. to, 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 to kind of reel me back in a little bit. Um, 
you know, the part of the old saying about, you know, just enough rope to hang you with. It wasn't really that. It was just <laughs> enough rope to, to let you go out. And he could pull me back with the rope, not hang, hang myself, but he could pull me back to safety. Yes. Wow. And that was, that's kind of the, the gentleman that he was. Have you had the opportunity to uh, talk to him and thank him for that? Um, unfortunately, he's no longer with us. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, I did have uh, several opportunities to thank him as we went along and, and talked to him. And, uh, the, le- and uh, the last time I bumped into him uh, was about, I want to say, 15 years ago. Um, and he passed shortly thereafter. And we right. actually bumped into each other believe it or not, at McDonald's, waiting really? in line at McDonald's. Oh, my God. Wow. So I'm glad you had a connection with him there, especially before he, yeah. before he passed on. Yeah, special people like that. That is, that is great. So, yeah, one of the things I want to talk about during this pandemic is what have you been doing? So a little bit more into this thesis that you that you finished up on. Um, what, what was it about? And uh, was, is it something that you're just like, oh, man, I'm done with it? It's like a relief off the shoulders. Has it been on your to-do list for a while? It has. I mean, it has been on my to-do list for a while, and it was just an. I just saw an opportunity to finish up, and it really wasn't to to advance a career or anything like that. It was. It was pretty much. Um, I hate to say it, it was for myself. Hey, no, good. Yeah, good it, was, it was. It was something to do for myself and to 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 have that done and over with. Um, and always been an American history type of person. Mm. Um, and it was just the, the subject of it. It sounds kind. Of, it, it turned out to be pretty apropos for what happened later, um, especially with the uh, the Black Lives Matter things and mm-hmm. and some of the stuff. I was actually comparing the treatment of German POWs during World War II here in the United States and comparing them by region. Mm. So, I am in the Midwest. There's a lot of German especially in the western part of Michigan and northern, there's a lot of German descendants. Mm-hmm. And did, having that, um, that ability to speak and communicate, did that matter? Did that alter their, their um, treatment compared to the, the old south or the southwest? Oh, wow. And so we you know, kind of delved into it. And the reason why I thought it was kind of apropos is one of their unlikely allies for German. And the German POWs talked about it extensively after their return, especially if they were in the South, in the Old South. They worked on cotton plantations and, and their relationship that grew out from the African-Americans that were there and the suffering that they were doing at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it made the, you know, here are Nazi soldiers thinking, that, talk about an unlikely pairing. No kidding. In my wow. mind. Yeah. Um, that grew to have a respect for each other and which extended past the war. Mm. They would write letters to each other and communicate and, and, oh. and just from their shared, their shared experience. Oh. And that's the thing that, that always, that struck me is that, you know, it's easy to talk badly about somebody else mm-hmm. or another group until you share that experience. And if, if you're kind of thrown together like they were, um, you make the best of it and, 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 and um, understanding and, and friendships come out of that. Absolutely. Wow. So from your research and finishing this off, has, has America learned anything? It, it, the, you know, history is the study of things mm-hmm. in the past. And a lot of times people think, oh, it's the past. I don't like it. I'm, I love history too. And there's lessons to be learned there. So do you think 
are we anywhere closer to figuring things out? Or maybe we look around and we're seeing that that's not quite the case. But what, what, what can you tie in from that research to today? Well, for me, it's, it's just we're very slow learners. Yes, very good. You know, we're, oh, yes. you know and, and, and we, and a lot of people, and again, I, it's, hard, it's hard to watch. I understand it. it's hard to watch the statues and different things come down, mm-hmm. but understandable. Um, it's, but it's, we're slow learners yes. and we don't, um, we, we really don't appreciate the lessons that are there to be learned, mm. you know, and I understand high school history and, and other than that, it gets into a lot of dates and a lot of things. And it just kind of, you know, you just kind of get a lot of kids get bored, mm-hmm. but the, some of the lessons that you can learn from that. And, you know, my, my personal thought about history is you can figure out what you, what we did wrong as a people and change it or figure out what they did right in similar circumstances and try to, to keep it going. And we don't do that as a, as a society. Yeah, you know, no we, kidding. you know, we just don't. Yeah. That's something I think we all need to work on. I do agree. Totally. We are slow learners and some of us, me included are slower than normal. So slower than even that to where we, you know, lesson repeated until lesson learned type of thing. And uh, so, wow, that's some great, uh, that, that had to be very gratifying for you to finish this up and, uh, it was. It was. I mean, granted, it drove my wife a little crazy because I, you know, I, I have. She has a bigger office than I do down okay. here in the basement. She because it's a craft room as well. Yeah. And when I was doing the final write-up for it, I had everything spread out on her craft table. Oh boy. And kind of, you know, commandeered her office. She, but she spends. She spends a lot of time. She's up on the kitchen table doing her lessons we were you know she was still teaching at the time because you know you know obviously you were doing the same thing yeah so she had her space on the kitchen table and i just took her office over for about 10 days okay that was gonna be my question how long did that last 10 days that's not too bad you know it had a lot of prep work and, and had a lot of help i mean i have a nephew that's going to be at amherst starting hopefully this fall okay he's going to be working as doctorate in archaeology oh wow fantastic so, it's yeah. He's he he, he did a, a dig up in the UP on just that topic, uh, the logging camps up there that had German POWs in it. Hmm. So that's you know, I I used him quite well to get to get some really good data. Absolutely! Wow, it sounds like a, you guys got a very higher level, uh, higher education level family going on here. That's great. Not bad, you know. I might be the I might I might be the slow learner in the group, but we're getting there. I love that. So tell us uh, a little bit about what's been going on uh, through this pandemic with with football. Um, I know you're kind of back at some conditioning, and uh, yeah, we- but, weather got in the way a little bit this morning. But uh, yeah, it, it, but you know, conditioning it's it's been interesting. It's been interesting trying to coach. You know, I'm I've been a hands-on coach type of yes. person where I, I want to you know. And it's been very, that part's been very challenging for me. Um, I had to change, we had to change communicate, you know, styles of communication. Um, and uh, it's been fun to be back on the field. And, and again, I, I'm going to drop Will Pawlowski, uh, name drop a little bit. There you go. We, we got the, we got the throw at Frazier 
for the first time last week where we actually had the quarterback had some receivers and just throwing routes yes. due to some of the restrictions. And part of the fun part was every time a kid came back, he, he threw a route and the kid caught it and he'd run back. We had somebody there with wipes and, the, and it, you know, so you're spraying the football down every time. And there you go. It was, it was different. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, I had texted Will right at, you know, that evening going, God, it was fun just to watch it again. And he came back and, and they were getting ready for camp, which is this week for them. They're having a, a, a summer camp and just said, yeah, I got to wait till Monday. Yeah. Driving them nuts, wasn't it? Yes. Yes. Yeah. But it was, it was just nice to see football. Absolutely. You know, it's just, it's, but uh, it's, it's different. It's challenging. Um, it's hard to get much football done five yards apart. Um, we can do, we, we've been, we've been trying to um, run stations. So each coach has a station. We've limited to 10 guys in each group. Okay. Um, and that was on the advice of our athletic trainer. Um, and basically if, if knock on wood, nothing has gone wrong yet, but if something, it's just easy to track. Correct. It would just make it easier for us to track if something happened. And we're trying to keep that as far away as possible. Absolutely. So how much does what the NFL is doing, how much does what college is doing affect high school football? As far a as the thing, it. a lot of the, the stuff that they're trying, are you learning from it? And uh, Yeah, and, and you're, you're learning from it. Um, and part of it is whether we have a season or not. Yes. Um, the, and that was one of the things in that meeting we had talked about earlier with the MHSAA. Um, they're trying to, uh, they're, they're looking at not just the Big Ten or the MAC, they're looking at the GLIAC and then the, uh, the smaller schools, the MIAA, and trying to follow what they're doing. If they're having a season, how are they doing it? Um, like we could play right now if, 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 Everything worked out, and we got the okay from our county board of health, mm -hmm. as well as from the school district. We could go and practice following the restrictions laid out on Governor Grant Holmes. Or not Grant Holmes. Um, I've done that so many times, too. I, I, <laughs> call call yeah. Whitmer from the previous yeah, I, governor. I, oh, my God. I apologize to her. Absolutely. No, I, I feel for you. I do it. My wife gets on me all the time. I don't know what's wrong with me, but thank I you think for it's helping our age me feel better. Right. <laughs> um, but, you know, following her plan to come back to education, we could play. We'd be limited to 100 people in the stands. Mm. And that was one of the things we had actually talked about. Our athletic director was at Fraser this morning. And, you know, we, we were talking about it while we're making sure kids were able to they, they showed up we shoot them away and um it might be kind of like a college will call type of thing where you you have a checklist of players and they get two people that can come to the game whether it's mom or dad or you know dad or brother or mom right. and brother or whatever grandma grandpa but two people only you have 50 people on the team there's your hundred you know um, don't know how that's going to work. You know, how do you put a band in there? Absolutely. You know, you, you, no. I mean, you don't, especially, yep. I mean, especially at Frazier, I think they've got like 350 people in the band. <laughs> I mean, it, they're huge. That's uh, right. You know, they have a huge band program. They do a great job, 
but how do you how do you justify that absolutely so i mean there's there's some changes yeah i think everybody um the the unknown is i think the big part of it whether it be with schools sports work uh from the parent point of view from the kid point of view the the teacher point of view um all these different points of view that are trying to gel i had a morning meetings this morning uh on these committees that were that were trying to get discussion going get ideas problem solved ahead of time lay out this foundation that the state wants school districts to put together um and it just brought up a lot of worries a lot of things that uh, we're, right now we don't have the answers to yeah. so how hard how hard is it for you as a coach to deal with that but also to help the kids through it too because that's that's part of our job as coaches and teachers is to guide kids you know through life and boy this is something there's no playbook for you don't have a book in your office there with the rules about no i wish i did i'd be making a lot of money actually absolutely Absolutely. you know (laughs) um actually it's it it kind of goes back to what a lot of kids with the instant part of it's instant gratification part Mm -hmm. of it is you know they've learned that through their young lives part of it is just you know, understanding you can only control what you can control. Yes. Yep. You know, I can't control, you know, whether or not kids come to practice or not. I'd like them to. I want them to. I can only work with what shows up. Mm-hmm. They, they can't, you know, they can't control things happening in their family, somebody getting sick or they're, they're getting sick. So you can only control what you can control. None of us can control this. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, we're, we're, you know, and that's that fear of the unknown, mm-hmm. you know, that's, that's the, that's the biggest agonizing part of it is just not knowing what the next day is going to bring. Yep. Um, you know, we keep, you know, I know we keep having days like yesterday where was it 850 people came down with COVID. We, we put a week like that together. We go back from phase four, we're back in phase three. Absolutely. You know, so it's that, you know, and that and pretty much for me, there goes the season. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I, but I can't control that. Correct. I can only control what I do. I can only control things that are within my ability to um, handle and process. I, you know, it, it might sound a little bit, it's not, I don't think it's selfish. It's just more of a realist. Mm-hmm. You know, Absolutely. I, you, yeah, you, you can't, you know, you, you can't, you can't control everything. If we did, you know, it'd be kind of boring actually. Yeah, that's true. Do you, do you think it's tougher for adults to handle this than it is for kids? That point alone? I, and that's a great question. I, um, I think for some adults, it really is a hard thing because everything's been so ordered for them right for a long time you know um i think kids are a little bit more adaptable because they part of it is they they don't know they haven't experienced as much right so they they can just go oh okay let's let's go all right for adults especially you know if they've done everything step by step the and it's hard for them to understand, you know, it, it kind of gets me to a point. I, mean, I, I emailed you or, or messaged you about that Yale law professor. Yes. About how having a class on how to be happy. Yeah. 
in an Ivy League school, really. Hello. <laughs> are, we that, are we that bad off? Well, or are we that good off that we have the opportunity to learn that? I mean, that's... Well, I, I, but, you know, it's just some of the, that, that's some of the stuff that, that happens is you just don't... Uh, it's people trying to control things that they can't. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and that, yeah. it gets me thinking about what uh, Jeff Lipp says all the time, you know, about faith and fear both have the unknown attached to them. And it's, I guess it's a choice of what you spend your time on, Yeah, you know, and, and you're right. If you can figure out things that you can control and you have a say so about something, deal with that. And then work hard to let some other things go that you just don't have control over. And I think it's tough with, you know, especially the media bombarding us with, with stories and ideas and opinions to where there, there is added anxiety and worry and depression and um, doubt and negativity mm-hmm. and all that. You just, the list goes on and on and on. So I think us as teachers and coaches, it's also part of our job to be a little bit of a filter to clean up some of that stuff for the kids. Right. So I'm sure you've had conversations with kids about a whole heck of a lot of things other than football, haven't you? Oh, yeah. I mean, between this, uh, between um, – the, the Floyd protests. Oh yeah. I mean, it's as I, I, we go back to me in history, this is like, this is, you know, okay. You know, and the, and, and, you know, watching that and, and talking to the kids that, you know, many of them, many of my group have been down to at least one, some as many, I think one young man's been down to five of those and oh. walked in five of them. Good for him. Um, and you're just kind of going, you know, that's awesome. Just, you know, again, this is the old coach where he, please be smart. Yep. Don't do anything that's going to put you in danger, any more danger. Um, and uh, if there's something I can do for you, let me know. Absolutely. So I mean, that's, they, yeah. uh, if they see us empathizing with them and understanding what they're doing, is good because it's something they believe in and they're standing up mm-hmm. for that. Right. They're, they're empowering themselves. Yes. Um, and there and, and, is and it's, a lot to fix, isn't there? Oh, 400 years. That's right. We, we didn't, we haven't done too well at fixing it, I guess. Right. No. As far as our generation. Right? Yeah. No, we haven't. Yeah. Um, we we kind of lost part of it. I, and there goes back to again slow learners. We kind of rested on our on, on some of the stuff that mm. was accomplished in the '60s and '70s with um, um, the, the civil rights movement there, and it kind of lost steam. And it's and, and for everybody, it's kind of lost steam. Mm-hmm. And this and and with the rash of this, it's just kind of picked that steam up again. Absolutely. Um, heard something. Heard something. I, I, we're, we're kind of golf. We're both watch a little bit of golf. Now golf is a lot. Yes, yes. Watch a lot of that. Absolutely. Actually. So I think it's on. <laughs> um, and they had this celebrity thing in, in Tahoe, Lake Tahoe. Right. And they and on the Sunday, they advertised on Monday for Monday that the golf channel, they had a round table discussion with all, all these celebrities about all the, all the stuff that was going on. Mm. And Charles Barkley God bless him. He's a, he's a, you know, he might look like a buffoon and act like a buffoon, but he is one of the smartest people you Isn't ever he? want to meet. Isn't, that is so true. And he goes, he talked about, I can't change. We can't change 400 years overnight. 
we can take a step forward. And we're not going to change 400 years overnight. Correct. If you look at the progress made in the last, well, since the 1960s, which is what, 60 years? Mm-hmm. Um, it's huge. It's been huge. Um, is there a long way to go? Yes. Oh, yeah. I mean, is there still systematic discrimination? Yes. Um, but as long as we're, you know, he talked about it, as long as we're stepping forward, we're getting better. Right. Then, then, it's, then we're, we're not great, but we're getting better. That's one of the things of um, some of my seniors this year, you know, I've seen posts online and, you know, talked a little, a few of them too, uh, messaging and stuff about how they have, they and many of us have talked about wishing that 2020 would just be over with. Like it's only half over with, why can't we just get, get through this? But then I've been seeing a lot of other people post some ideas about, hey, you know, it's not over with yet. There's still lessons to learn. There's still jobs to be done. There's still things we can do with what's happened that can make things better. So that, you know, yeah, we're going through a bunch of crap right now, but that's where, that's where you learn a lot. You know, when things mm-hmm. are not going well, you learn more during those moments than if you were winning all the time, right? Especially in sports, yeah. right? If you're winning all the time, well, it's great. And that's what we try and strive for. But boy, you just don't learn that much when everything's going great. So there's a lot going on here. And I think kids appreciate seeing coaches like you, working with them, talking to them, bouncing ideas off of. Uh, and it's something for us that we adults learn can learn from these kids, isn't it? Oh, yeah. I mean, and, and, and they, they ask the hard questions. Mm. I mean, you get, you get some of the – you get some – and those are the – being a little bit uncomfortable about trying to answer the questions makes you grow as well. Yes. I mean, you hear the question, it's, and it's those questions that make you kind of go, oh, do I, uh, but you, you sit back and you think about them. Those are the best ones. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And the best opportunities for us to learn. Yeah. And that's, and that's the we, lifelong learning. That, that's the way to go, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Amen. We're going to. Yeah, I don't think we to. have a choice. You've got to. I, you, I don't think you ever arrive anywhere where you know everything and you don't want to learn anything new. So obviously you've learned a lot during this pandemic. Uh, mm-hmm. what, what are some other things that maybe surprised you that, uh, that you've come across that you've learned, uh, whether it's through reading a book, whether it's through, you know, you and your wife talking a little bit more, um, you know, you having more time on your hands to do some other things. The garden's things? looking really good, by the way. Hey, fired yeah. up. Good for you. Yes. you know, she does a ton of work in the garden. She's, hey. <laughs> what do you got Martin, growing out Martin. there in the garden, Coach? Um, well, well, we've got we've got a couple. We've got a little little vegetable plot back there, and she's and she worked really hard on the vegetable garden, and and, and the rest of our. We got we off the back deck. We have a little pond that has, a, you know, obviously a water feature with fish in it, and we we're working on trying to keep the uh, heron from stealing all our fish. Oh. <laughs> um, That's the original takeout menu, right there. Yes, right? yes. <laughs> um, but she worked really hard and behind our garage. We have about a, I would say about a thirty foot by five foot that we have vegetables growing oh, wow. and she you know, worked hard on making like a, a a little bit more formal walkway in there and kind of gated up and you know and it just it just looks really good actually very cool so that's um, something you guys been doing together or is that mainly her game oh i i don't have a green thumb 
Okay. I, I do. I, I have. I am the grunt work. I am. You know, if she says put a fence up here, I say yes, dear, and just put a fence up. There you go. Um, I my I've got the lawn. Yes. She's got the gardens. There you go. You know, there good you division go. of labor. Yep. I have a bad habit of not treating plants well. Okay. They don't like you, or you don't like them. Or I have a slow learner. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Uh, I tell you, I mean, one of the first things that hit me, uh, I don't know if this hit you, um, that first Monday, because we were done at Lakeshore, we got word on Thursday, the 12th, yeah. and Friday yeah, 13th. And Friday was the last day. Yeah, we were not in school. I know Dakota was, and some other school districts ended that Friday, but then, so on that Monday, um, I remember sitting at the computer, getting ready, because we had new classes starting with trimesters, and just, it really hit me how much I miss my students and my colleagues on the very first day, right? And uh, I mean, I knew I, I loved my job and everything. I really enjoy it. I look forward to it. But I, when when it gets taken away from you, that really opened up my eyes to to a lot of things. How was it for you? How did you get through those first couple of days where, you know, basically our world just got turned upside down, both work and everything else? A lot of text messages. Mm -hmm. um, it's it's amazing how much you rely you know it, what caught me is how much you rely on everybody else that you're, you're associated with yes. whether it's professionally you know socially mm. um you know it's it's in 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 you know i'm it's great that i have you know marty you know around marty all the time and 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 truly is one of you know if truly is the best friend i have um and we we could kind of navigate together you know yes. it, to, to be by yourself at that time i really don't want to imagine Absolutely. I, you know I, I i don't have any ability um what i caught myself doing and i'm still doing is i'm i'm stopping by school once a week um they're still open right not rising stars not the academy part that i'm in that we but also they have a um, community mental health program for adults older mm -hmm. than 26 um they have been working on making lunches for the kids you know for everybody the families in need um st there's still a garden i was over there kind of on a volunteer basis where i was planting corn about three weeks or about a month ago um so i still stop by i still see them um the, the people i work with which is kind of nice now the first couple of weeks, I didn't know what to do with myself. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 but again, fortunately, we talked about it. I was able to kind of dive into, put more effort into uh, the thesis, into the, 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 the project. Yes. So that was, you know, I spent a lot more time reading. There you go. Good for you. <laughs> not, yeah, yeah. Not, not necessarily anything as, uh, that would be helpful other than history. Right. But getting the project done, right? Getting the project done. Yeah, good for you. So yeah, you bring up an interesting point. It's one of the, um, I mean, I think we hear some discussion about it, but uh, of course our kids, both students and, and athletes uh, are gonna have to deal with the mental uh, anguish side of things, this mental battle that we all are going through. W what are some things that you think we're all gonna have to do um, to kind of help our mental health along? Because it is something that is affecting every single one of us. What, we, what, we are, what we've been through, what we're going through, what's still coming, what are some, you know, because I, I think you work on that end with a lot of a lot of great kids and staff uh, that probably deal with this more than typical regular ed teachers. 
um, what do you think some things that uh, we, we're going to want to do? You know, for the, I mean, those kids, I mean, the kids I work with, and, and, and it kind of goes, we actually had a graduation ceremony for the kids that timed out. Mm. Okay. Um, so they, they turned 26, they're no longer eligible to stay in the academy. Some of them are going to be able to go and move and transfer to the community mental health. Some of them are going to move on. But um, it was, was it middle of June when we had it? And it was just nice to come back and see them smile. You know, we had it outside. Yes. And, we're, you know, and, and one of the things, instead of signing yearbooks, they were given chef coats when they came in because we basically are, so we were signing chef coats. Nice. And, you know, and it was just a, it was just a blast to catch up, you know, just to talk, say hi, how's things going, what were you doing? And, and the excitement in their voices are, it's contagious, mm. you know? Um, yes, there were a couple that, you know, via, you know, I, I got a couple of hugs from right. people and then you're kind of going, okay, let's go with it. Right. Yep. Go with it from there. Uh, yep. Um, but it was just, just the excitement of seeing those kids again, you know, in, in, in that, that nice nervousness of, seeing people you haven't seen in a while right that's going to be part of this uh the solution yeah. of of healing and getting back to quote-unquote normal is establishing those relationships again isn't it yes uh, you know and and that's that's where i think it's important to find a way to get back in the building mm-hmm. school-wise yes you know it's it, it, in i know i've heard different stories about how hard it is to online teaching and, and, and all that, but just the social, just the interaction between people, you know, in the building, it was a nice security blanket. And I, that's, that's part of the problem is that security blanket's been yanked away from not just the students, but the teachers and the staff and, you know, everybody else and and involved. And you want, you know, you, you want to feel that nice, nice blanket again, where you're, you're back in a comfort zone. Absolutely. You know, and it, I just did a, a podcast. Um, and I was in line over at uh, Randazzo's and um, I, uh, yeah, the deli. And yes, there was two deli workers talking to this one teacher and, and there wasn't a ton of people waiting, but it was taking some time. But I thought about it because their conversation was this lady, this customer was a teacher. Um, and so they're talking about the schools and all that, but then it also came out that I think this teacher recently lost somebody in their family and the deli worker, the manager kind of knew this family, like knew her, like they were friends. And there was, there was some genuine condolences and some, just some good communication. I, st- I started thinking about how, you know, yeah, would I, would I like to get my day going here and just, you know, get my yeah. lunch meat and move on? Of course. But I just like, back off, you know, just relax because this is part of what we need to get through these trying times. And I think there's so many people that get all worked up and upset. And of course, nowadays, coach, you know, if you get upset, you're on video. If you're out in public getting upset yeah. and you're expressing your, your upset, the, camera. the cameras are out on you and you are being shared all over the place. So I ain't going there, but I just, I think that's part of that. The, the relationships, the understanding that, you know, we've been through a lot together and, and we need to talk about it and just kind of be there for each other. And, uh, again, I, I kind of piggyback that a little bit is the hard part is, we, you know, Marty and I had gone up to 
4th of July, the week before 4th of July, we ended up spending that weekend up at our sister's up in Traverse City. Nice. Before that, we were at Crystal Mountain. Tough places to be, Coach. Uh, yeah, I know. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's hard. Um, and had a couple experiences there that I thought were just hilarious. But, um, but while we were up there, the second day we were up at Crystal Mountain, we got a phone call. A former student, great family. Um, the, his, his grandfather passed. Mm. you know and, and we had known you know we had known grandpa for a long time and you know he, lived, he actually lives down the street and didn't you know and, and it's like okay what are the funeral arrangements well you can't go mm. oh yeah that's right you know you just you, you, it just hits you it kind of hits you like a sledgehammer you, you, you want to it's one of those things where you okay i got to get there we marty we, we got to think about packing up and leaving early right uh, oh yeah you can't go you can't help. You can't, hmm. you know, just, you know, have be a shoulder to cry on for that type of an experience. Yes. And and that, you know, kind of brings back, you know, we're, we are a social being. Yes. You know, we need, we need others around us. Absolutely. We can't, you know, there's no way to do this alone. Yeah. Life's so, not meant to be gone through alone, is it? No, it, none of this, none of the experiences. You you count on so many other people to get through that we, that sometimes we just, it, it goes by us so fast that we don't realize that we need, I mean, from the person, if you're at Tim Hortons getting your, you know, a cup of coffee going into work to um, uh, people you bump into on the street to the the people you work with the people you serve the people you know the people you come home to mm -hmm. there's so many people in that in that um in that bubble that you don't that you just miss Absolutely. that you don't realize that they're that important to you Ugh. um the, the, you know i went starting workouts i went to tim hortons and i you know i do that did that normally well, the lady was still there working. She's and you know, she we 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 had a three minute conversation while the people are waiting us in line. Where have you been? What have you been doing? Right. Uh, you know, and you know, I, and you're kind of uncomfortable because you want to talk, but you know there's a line of cars sitting behind you, Correct. waiting to get. They're cranky. They haven't had their uh, cup of coffee yet. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. So that's you know, but that's that's a thing where I mean. It's it's usually just hi, how you doing? Great, okay, see you soon. Yep. And and now we haven't seen each other for well, at that time was three three and a half four months, and it it was like seeing an old friend. Absolutely, and yeah, that's exactly what an old friend. And I think if more of us could understand how those little uh, social moments are so important, and just to kind of back up a little bit, take a deep breath and not be so anxious to get just to get you taken care of and so you can get to your job and you can get home and you can do there's a lot of that that um i think can lead to a lot more understanding and compassion mm -hmm. and then boy is that needed so much in, uh, in this world now isn't another great story about the same thing is is you know when if you've ever been on an air flight before the age of whatever technology 
Um, if a person sat next to you, they just start a conversation with them. Mm-hmm. Now at the age of technology, do you just plug the earphones in and, and kick in and not have that opportunity to have a conversation with somebody you don't know? Yep. You know, and, and you have that conversation and that flight doesn't seem nearly as long as sitting in these things. Exactly. And probably it's less irritating, you know, yes. I mean, when little delays come up, you know, if you just got focused on yourself, probably get more upset, you know, that, that's a and, and you, you start that conversation. And I guess that that could be part of the problem too, is how do you, I don't, I'm not sure many people know how or remember how to start that conversation. That's right. Where you're yeah. kind of thrown together in, in a situation where, okay, we're, we're sitting in an airplane for three hours. I take your headphones and your phones and everything else away. What do you do now? That's right. Oh my God. <laughs> And then it'd be, you can't do that. That's my right. You know, and we go in through a whole other but, mess of things. Don't we? But, but, you know, you know, it's a nice challenge. Try that sometime. If, I'm, a great if, if I'm sharing, a, if I'm, if I'm going on a bus, if I take a bus someplace and, you, yeah. and you're sitting down and you start a conversation with somebody in your bus ride. That's right. You know, you saw that with, with, with your deli thing. Yes. You know, your deli experience. Those are priceless. Absolutely. And that's why I walked out of there just so kind of uh, with a big smile on my face. You know, I've gotten to witness that because there was a lesson, even though I wasn't part of the conversation, I still got a lesson from that. And those are the moments throughout this pandemic that I think keep reminding us that we, there's some great lessons here too. So let's not be, you know, so in a rush to go back to normal because normal was brushing those things off and not paying attention to the things that mean more. And I think we have the ability to do that now because we have stepped back from the craziness, what's on my calendar today yeah. to nothing on my calendar today, you know, to where we can yeah. do some of these little things that mean so much. I, you just, I think it gives us an opportunity to appreciate each other more. Yes. Beautiful. Then, Okay, you know, you, you, you get the tunnel vision and, okay, you've got this to do, you've got this to do, you've got this to do, you know, and I, I don't have time to do anything else. That's right. And now you've got, you, you, you kind of took the blinders away and go, oh, there is a world out Here's, here. Look at all this. Look at this person. Hey, there's that neighbor, you know, and. Yeah. yeah oh, yeah. Totally I right. mean, the, that was the other thing that happened the first few weeks is, there, you know, if we, when the weather finally got nice, I saw neighbors I haven't seen. Yes, totally years. true. Totally true. Standing outside talking, having a drink over the fence, you know, still yes. away from each other. But that those conversations, again, priceless. We're going to remember those more than probably all the points that we were down and upset. And, yeah, and why were we something. inside? Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Exactly. All right. Hey, as we finish up here with Coach T.I., uh, great, great talk. I love doing this. Um, so once you get through your history uh, thesis and all that, has there been any other books that you've been reading? You've been spending some time reading and, and uh, catching um, up with anything else? I mean, I, again, I, it, was, it was one per, more professional than anything else. Was um, I, I've been kind of reading. Um, matter of fact, I have it right here. Love it when they have it right there at the fingertips. Yeah, actually, it's well, it's 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 ah. it's called Brainwashed. It's it's on by Merrill Hodge. Okay, yeah. Uh, former, he's a former NFL player who actually lost his career due to a badly diagnosed concussion. He had two within a week, two within 10 days. Oh my God. Um, and the problem, you know, and we hear all the stories about CTE and all that stuff and how, um, 
certain people were trying to take advantage and hammer it and it was just bad science you know some of the things some of the findings they found is not quite true Mm. but you know again media being media finding a story they have the ability to really create i don't want to say panic but undue concern over some things and really on on how this but how it did kick the football industry in the rear end to to work on the safety and work on recognizing that concussions are real are real injuries and and just going through that whole thing and the history of you know again a history of it but through his experiences he kind of co-wrote it with a, a dr peter cummings and you know it's it's a nice read um that and yeah i am reading hamilton again so did you see the the play that was broadcast on Disney? Did you watch Hamilton? I did, well, we were we were fortunate enough. Marty and I were fortunate enough to see it when it was in town in Detroit. Oh wow! And, and actually saw it, the the fates were with us because I got to watch my wife turning into a teenage schoolgirl at a concert <laughs> because at the end at the end of the show they were doing a Broadway Cares charity thing. And Lynn Manuel walks right out on stage. He was in back. He just walk. He's just kind of going, "Wow, this doesn't happen in Detroit too often." Right. You know, it was a great experience. So last Friday, we had movie night. We, you know, so we put it. You know, I got Disney Plus and movie night, and had the popcorn and watched Hamilton again. So, what do you yeah. think of it compared to the live version that you saw? Um, I had better seats in this this version. <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> the live version, I'm up in the balcony. This right. is the only things I could afford. <laughs> um, much better right. seats here. Yes, um, but it, it was it was and plus the close ups, the camera angles were fantastic. So you can you actually see the the faces. I mean, you, you hear the music, you hear the story, um, you hear the 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 the, the passion in the voice, mm-hmm. but the but it's an added touch to be able to see the, the, the facial expressions to understand, you know, to, to kind of click into that um, period. That's and, awesome. In interaction. So yeah, it was, it was, I kind of liked the movie better. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. We watched it and uh, I heard some, some other people's opinion beforehand. Um, some friends of mine that posted some stuff saying, uh, I was done after half hour. It was, it was too long. I didn't get into it. And some people just said, I'm not going to watch it because of whatever reason. But my wife really wanted to watch it, and uh, I said, "Hey, I like history, and this is definitely new." And uh, I found it very, very enjoyable. I found it very emotional. I found it um, yeah. two hours and forty minutes, or whatever it was, went by really fast. And God, I was just so impressed with, um, especially at the end when they ran through the characters of who was playing who. Mm-hmm. There was a number of them that played multiple parts. Yes, and I could kind of see the resemblance. You know, the the different costumes that they had on didn't mask that fact, but at the same time, they were just so talented. All of them could sing so well. Yeah. And it was just, just incredible, incredible show. And a uh, lot, so many lessons there besides the history stuff too. Oh yeah. I mean, and just, just the, you know, part of it is, you know, here you have a, 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 what's basically a American history lesson by um, minority Absolutely. people. In in the roles of what would tra- traditionally be cast as white, absolutely, and they did a fantastic job, and, and oh. it 
the lesson, um, the lessons shared didn't get lost in that fact. It didn't no. matter who they, did, yeah, yeah, That's, who they were. The, the costumes look great. They sounded great. They did a great job. It just the story was great. Absolutely. And it's, it's kind of like, you know, as a coach or a teacher, I don't care if who you put, let's go. Let's, right. I mean, let's. My team's on the floor, right? Yeah. The team's on the floor. I got the students in the classroom. Yep. Let's go. It's, it's, yep. it's go time. I don't, I don't worry with. about. Yeah. I love don't that. worry about what you look like, how you got here. You're here. I'm going to care for you. Amen to that, Coach. Uh, coach, I, I, this is great. This has been long overdue. I've enjoyed talking with you. And, uh, you know, uh, real quick, how, how proud are you of, of Coach Will and, and I, what you he's know, about to I, do? I think he's a, you know, he's a good friend. Um, you know, it's hard to, to spend, I don't, I don't want to say a big brother, but that's not true yes. because he had, he had a lot of, you know, he has such a great talent with, um, people and especially with kids yep. that, um, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm really looking forward to seeing all the great things he's going to do as Absolutely. Lakeshore's head coach. At the same time, we play each other week five. We're Hello. scheduled to play each other week five, so it's gonna that's gonna be fun as well. Where's that game at, Coach? It's actually at Frazier. Okay, Ooh. no, it's at Frazier. Nice. Um, yeah, which is okay for me because I, <laughs> I, it's not. It's it, it's it's one of those things. It was weird. I had that experience a couple times. It was weird for me to coach at Notre Dame high school on the opposite side, Correct. being on the opposite side at one time. Yes. And it wasn't a high school game. It was a CYO game actually. All right. <laughs> it was still, weird right. going back to Frazier as Lakeshore's coach being on the opposite side of that field. Yep. And it's going to be just as weird in two years time or yeah, two seasons time to go back to Lakeshore and be on the wrong side of the field there. That's right. So it, it, it's different. It's exciting. It's weird. Yeah. At those moments you just relish because it's, it's an opportunity to uh, not only, you know, get uncomfortable, but you're amongst friends, even yeah. though during the game, I don't know that guy. We're looking to kick his tail, you know, and, yeah, well, it's just, after the game, it's all hugs and. and, and yes, absolutely. And, and, you know, it's, and it's also fun to see guys that I've had contact with have success or, oh. you know, and they've moved on to jobs that they really wanted. Isn't that great? And and that that's I mean, kind of got a little bit of a little bit of pride in that, and you got that had that a small right. part in it. I hope. Yeah, absolutely. And, did. and and that that part is exciting to watch. Yeah, it's great to watch people that we care and love, uh, that we grew up with and went through life with, to do well in other areas. You, you wish yeah. them well, you know, except when they play you. Well, well then. Yeah. And you're like, kind of hoping. See, you're going to be looking across the field, and it's going to be a certain situation on like a third and long or something. And you're like, I know what he's going to do. His voice. I know what his he's going to do. Right. Yeah. I, and I know it's the same way. <laughs> he's looking across advantage? at you. <laughs> yeah, the only advantage. The only advantage I have is, you know, I'm not the head coach. This is I'm true. an assistant. This is true. So it, it's not on the head coach. Yep. Oh man. I, I hope you guys, I hope the season goes off the way everybody wants it to. And I, I would yeah. love to see that matchup. I'm going to find the date and the time. I know it's at Frazier and that might be someplace that I get to. And uh, 
I'm going to be watching the two sidelines probably more than the action on the field because I want to see what you guys what you guys are doing with this. Well, I, mean, I know we're heading to a quick Will story, though. Is, you know, I'm bad about being on the field. Will is horrendous. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Will, I mean – and and he's got all that enthusiasm, and he goes out there. And we and when we scored, he'd be greeting the kid. He he would be greeting the kids coming off the field at about the 15, 10 yard line. <laughs> One of the changes in football this year, and I think it's for this year only, because of the pandemic, and we want to keep as distant as possible, is they extended the coach's box from ten to ten. Oh it's not 25 to 25 anymore. So now it's legal for Will to go down there. There you go. <laughs> Less penalties. That's good. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. What great stories, Coach. Thank you so much. I, I hope we can do this again, and I hope we can meet for coffee sometime. Oh, and, absolutely. Uh, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, get you together with uh, Jeff Lip and just uh, just the gang of, of talking, get a good roundtable round discussion going. All right, folks. Hey, I hope you enjoyed that. Uh, Coach T.I., is his name, Frazier football coach, uh, longtime football coach over here on the east side of uh, the Detroit area. And he's got so many contacts, so many great relationships that this man has built. And uh, he shared some great stories today, uh, of which you don't have to be involved in football to, to learn anything from this. I think you can take lessons left and right from this. So, Coach, thanks again for stopping by today. Oh, I think you appreciate it. All right. All right, you guys, keep hanging in there. Keep uh, eat keep in touch. I love reaching out to you guys, talking to me on uh, Facebook at coach to expect success over on Twitter at coach to success, Coach John Daly over on Instagram, and, of course, coach to expect success.com. The book list is expanding. Uh, coach Dave Ruckert has been telling me I'm a reading fool. I just got my copy of The Garden by John Gordon about halfway through that. Uh, him and I, Coach Ruckert, are going to talk about that. And uh, so there's some new books on that list, too, there on the homepage. So check those out. All right, you guys, keep taking care of yourselves and each other. We'll talk again soon. See you.